You're listening to the Brand Builders Podcast with your hosts, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. Welcome to another episode of the award-winning Brand Builders Podcast powered by the Dunstan Group. My name is Brian Young, and we are here with the president of the Dunstan Group, Scott Dunstan. And we are here with a good friend. We actually had her husband on the show, so you might recognize the last name, but Michelle Tolleson from Dandelion Family Counseling, and everybody needs family counseling, and we're going to tell you why Michelle is the person you need to reach out to. Parenting can be tough. I will second that. You know, you take the kids to school, you make sure they have lunch, you pick them up, you have soccer practice, you have Boy Scouts, you're changing diapers, you name it, you're doing it as a parent. And that schedule would be a lot, you know, for really any parent, Um, even more if your child's having trouble with their behavior. There's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of stress uh, that can really, you know, maybe drive a parent crazy. I mean, just think of the environment that we're in right now, specifically the environment that you're raising your kids. If you think you have stress, you definitely uh, should know that your kids have stress as well. Now, new parents, they're not given a manual on how to take care of your your child or your children. And even experienced parents run into issues. It's also important that no one has given you know your child a manual on how to be most well-behaved kid in the world. You know, we're all doing our best, but sometimes we could use a little help. And our next guest here is that helping hand that we have all been looking for. Dandelion Family Counseling specializes in helping children understand and correct their behavior issues. And if there was ever an episode that my, my wife would listen to, it's this one. So thank you so much uh, for joining us today, Michelle. We are so excited to learn more about Dandelion Family Counseling. Thank you so much. Excited to be here. Thank you, Michelle. Great intro, Brian, as always. Uh, as a jumping off point, tell us a little bit about your background, if you will. Yeah, so I myself have ADHD, so really the decision of building Dandelion Family Counseling was to really be able to create that lived experience and be able to support parents and their children with ADHD and autism, be able to be their best self. Um, And getting to there, I started back in high school being a swim coach for kids that were needing that extra TLC then became a dog trainer because I really recognized I loved that behavioral science part of it. And that just wasn't enough. Wanted to work with kids again and went into that path. Love it. So you kind of knew from the beginning that maybe, well, let's take it back. So if you went, a lot of people have ADHD. Mm-hmm. I think I have ADHD, but I've never really been diagnosed about that. And sorry, mom. She's like, you don't have ADHD. I'm like, but let's just not check, right? Scott probably is like, you definitely have ADHD. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But when did you know that you had that? And then, yeah. and now, I mean, throughout your life, there's obviously been a lot of different ways that people approach that, um, whether that's, you know, seeing a doctor, seeing a counselor. Explain kind of your journey on that. And, and now we can kind of transition into, into your business. But we'd love to kind yeah. of hear your journey with that. Absolutely. So I was actually an undergraduate when I first got diagnosed. Um, I didn't know anything about it, didn't think I had anything going on. Um, And it was actually the dean of the foreign language program came up to me and basically said, if we don't figure out why things are so challenging for you, I'm going to have to dismiss you from your major. No kidding. (laughs) Yeah. So it was one of those really tough conversations that was really life-saving. Changed the course, right? Yeah. Um, so I was a double major with a certificate and I was really passionate about following it through with Spanish, but it was really hard for me. Um, so she kind of helped me figure out the whole process of what to do. Um, and it was never one of those, you must do this, but hey, it's really impacting you. And there's simple accommodations that I know would 
help you that we can't give you without getting something documented. Um, so she was really bold and straightforward and really changed the course of my life. Had, had anyone else in your life to that point ever mentioned it or no. suggested that? or No, but being female, that's probably why. Um, women are so designed, programmed by society to fit in. So a lot of times women with ADHD are actually not diagnosed, um, until after the birth of their first child, because we learn through society to hold it all together, Mm -hmm. to fit in, to do the thing. And then once you have a child, life gets rough. It's really hard to keep that structure and consistency necessary to, to thrive with ADHD. So, um, my version is really that workaholic, uh, perfectionist style. So my ADHD wasn't as noticeable in academics because my hyperfocus was performing and doing the best where, uh, and that's a very common thing for women. Whereas a boy with ADHD, a lot of times are going to be much more in the traditional hyperactive sense. So it's much easier to spot that, um, than a lot of girls. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that. What could you talk a little bit about the process of discovering your diagnosis and then, you know, how you've moved forward and how well it's helped you and and then we'll move into uh you're helping others with it absolutely for me i went through a psychologist i always suggest if you are suspecting whether it's adhd or any diagnosis yes a pediatrician or developmental pediatrician can diagnose but it's not what they're meant to do they're supposed to help you with your ear infections and things like that developmental pediatricians are supposed to look at genetics and what's going on Um, really taking the time to go through a psychologist who's going to do really intensive looking into what it is and that can be a school psychologist because all public schools have the ability to do the testing or you can do a private track whatever feels more right for your family and what urgency you have mm-hmm. um then looking at that they're really deciphering what is it so adhd specifically has a lot of characteristics that are identical with anxiety and trauma as well as autism So that's where pediatricians can sometimes get it wrong. They might be misdiagnosing something based off of just the parent report. A psychologist is going to really look into what else is going on, as well as learning disability. High population of people with diagnosis also have some form of learning disability. So they're being able to make sure everything is caught, not just what's looking in front of you. That's fascinating. It really is. I'm over here like, Whoa. well, it, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm 45 and I don't know, as a kid and I think growing up in the 80s and 90s, going through college in the 90s, I think they were just kind of figuring this thing out. And yeah. correct me if I'm wrong. Absolutely so we've correct. lived uh, with, with this new diagnosis and this new challenge for people that we didn't know of prior yeah. to that. Um, so I would assume it continues to advance. And I've just always been curious how you even know you have it. Yeah. You know, um, so anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Brian. No, I, I'm, I think it's the same exact question. And, and I think that kind of want to transition that into, you know, it took and I don't want to say it, it took you until, you know, you were in college to, to understand or see why or someone kind of saved your life from that perspective. But now you're helping families diagnose that a lot earlier, mm-hmm. understand how they can can look at this at a younger age where a kid doesn't have to go through their entire life with ADHD and not know why, right? Mm -hmm. Not understand why everybody else is learning quicker than them or why they can't pay attention or any of the reasons like you mentioned. Um, Tell us kind of how this whole business started. Uh, Did you you work with a different organization Mm -hmm. before and kind of see your journey to starting uh, Dandelion? 
Yeah, so back in undergraduate, I had an amazing internship at a counseling center, and that's where I really realized I wanted to be in the private practice sector and to be able to help families directly. Uh, was there and went through the ranks there, and then once I got to graduate school, transferred to another location, was doing the whole internship experience, which is going to be very similar to like what a doctor goes through internship-wise. It's a multi-year process. Um, and then moved up to North Carolina, worked with another location, and really just knew that I, I wanted to have my own place. Um, but really because what was really important to me was being able to create that learning environment for me, but for other therapists as well, to have the experience that a lot of businesses don't offer uh, to their employees, being able to really focus on passions and direction and creating that true community of growth and development. And that's why I wanted to build into creating Dandelion, um, being able to create that just different type of working experience. I love that. So let's talk about uh, Dandelion. And if you guys are interested, you can go to dandelionfamilycounseling.com. It talks about you know everything that they provide. Um, and it's not. this is not just Michelle. They got a whole team over there mm-hmm. that can ha- that can take care of that. So, tell us when you started this. Did you start it in your house? Did you did you get a location? And and um, is this a conversation? I, I me and my wife talk about this all the time. You know, you are from a family that both of you work, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, if if everybody probably knows, but Blaine was was on the news, right? So your hours had to be up and down and all around. And you're like, I'm going to start a company. I'm going to do yeah. this. And not only that, but you've thrived in that. I think there's a lot of people that might not be that risky or might not follow their passions because maybe they are having to take care of kids because their husband or their wife are living kind of their dream. But it seems like you and Blaine both did the same thing and you both lived your dreams at the same time, which is like yeah. impressive. So tell us how, what, what was that journey like when you said, Blaine, I'm starting this and it's going to work. Um, and I know I've talked to him all fair about this, mm-hmm. but we'd love to hear what you read the story is about. Yeah. So we, we moved to Charlotte. I found out I was pregnant one month after we moved to Charlotte. <laughs> um, and so worked for that company for that first eight months and I developed dandelion during my three-month maternity leave. So, yeah, I was like, this is what is best for me and our family. Mm -hmm. I had the blessing that Blaine's work schedule was starting at 3 a.m. every day. Um, So he was home by 2 o'clock. So um, after kiddo was old enough for daycare, I would take him in the morning for the morning care from 9 to 12. I would work from 10 to 11.30, rush over to go pick him up from school. Um, and then Blaine would come home, he would take over, I'd rush back to work at three. Um, and that's what we did for the first year is just going back and forth between he gets off work, I go to work, yeah. crossing paths, but it, it was, it worked pretty much. Raising a baby. Yeah. So that first year was a lot of crossing paths and random weird hours um, until we were ready to have him longer hours of daycare. I love it. So when um, when was Dandelion uh, started? Yeah. And tell us kind of the journey of that now. It seems like you have an amazing team over there. Um, so you're continuing to grow and we'd love to, to hear that. Yeah. So we opened December 6th of 2017. So we're about to go into our five-year mark. Um, and 
that's when the doors opened. And I think I saw my first family um, actually in January because I was still technically on maternity leave when we opened. Um, and then from there, we have expanded office space wise three times, moved three times. Um, and now we are um, I just hired, I believe, my eighth therapist. I always have to do the math. Um, so we have eight therapists on staff and a full administrative support team. Um, being able to really focus in on every component of ADHD and autism. So we have people who really specialize with the anxious autistic profile. We have people who um, specialize with the out of control anger version of ADHD and pretty much everything in between. Um, each of us really focusing on our population that we've gained that specialty in, um, being able to create a lot of encompassing support for that as well as social skill focus. What are, what are some of the data uh, on how many children actually are ADHD or have uh, symptoms of autism and that yeah. kind of thing? Is it like one out of ten, or is it, what are the some of the stats of that? You know, to be truthful, I don't keep track of right. what it is because it depends on who you're looking at. If you're looking at American research or UK research, even, mm -hmm. um, so there is so much discrepancy about it, but. Reality is it is definitely so much more prominent now. Um, and it's not necessarily that the numbers are increasing. It's our recognition, our understanding of the impact is increasing. Um, and ADHD is definitely something that is going to increase generation to generation because there's genetic brain development components related to it. Um, so I don't know exactly like what percentages are at this point because Every few years, they update it and shift it. Right. Um, but it's definitely a good population um, as well. Well, it, it seems like a lot. If you've grown mm -hmm. to eight therapists and a support staff within five years, yeah. um, there's a demand. There's yeah. a need. And and I'd, I'd love to learn more on early symptoms and how you guys start to determine that there's an issue and, and, and your treatments and that kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. So our team are all um, registered play therapists or training towards being play therapy. And really what that is, is play therapy is recognized as the communication of child. Um, you can't talk with a five-year-old about what their feelings are, but they can absolutely show you what's going on. Um, and we, we, when we look at kids who are having a rough day, they're, they're having a tantrum or whatever it is that they might be doing, that's really them showing you what it is to be in their body. Um, we call it the offering. So they're offering to you as the adult in their space of this is what I'm experiencing right now that I don't have the words to communicate. So I look at us therapists as really the translators for these children to be able to help the parents understand what it is that they are going through and then learning how to support and address that. Uh, American Pediatric Association states that really in the ADHD world, the only effective therapy is actually parent behavior management. Um, so a big focus of what we do is actually parent training because if the parents don't know what it is and how to support it, how the brain develops, what are the challenges that go along with it? It's not going to change anything. Um, and according to the American Pediatric Association, it is parent behavior management training and medication. Not all parents are ready for medication yet. 
So what we're doing is helping the parents know their portion. And then for their children, it's working on the symptoms. Therapy doesn't change ADHD. What we can do is focus on improving their self-esteem or their emotional regulation, like how they handle the emotions they're experiencing. We can work on their social development. We can work on all of the, like the symptoms, the side effects of the ADHD um, or for the autism as well. But giving the parents that manual was talked about earlier of like, this is what your kid is experiencing. And a lot of times the parents themselves have ADHD. And <laughs> sometimes it's that first realization like, oh, we this all have this. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry, kids. <laughs> it, it I'm asking these questions for you, Brian. Thanks, bud. <laughs> we'll see I feel like I'm at my first session. <laughs> this is this is fantastic. <laughs> but you know, and, and not to compare it to, to our pets, yeah. our pet friends, but a lot of that therapy or training a dog is training the, the, the parent of the dog Absolutely. as to how to handle that dog's actions and behavior. Yeah. Right? Because they feed off our energy as well. It is absolutely so it, correct. You could fuel the fire or you could address the issue and start working on fixing it. Yeah. <laughs> or understanding. There was a know. short while that I was uh, overlapping and I was both dog trainer and a therapist at the Similarities. same time. Yeah. And <laughs> it was very interesting. It would be a full on yeah. therapy family session and it was it was fun. I miss those days. Yeah. I always re- refer to the third party because third parties on any of those topics are so good to bring insight. Like I could talk to a blue in the face to my wife about how to handle our dog, but until a dog trainer comes in and says probably about the same thing, <laughs> she's not listening. You know what I mean? At all. Um, I'm sure she, hey, you sell promo. Stay in your lane, bud. <laughs> yeah. Stay in your lane. That's right. Third parties you. are very helpful. Oh, very yeah, helpful. for sure. Very and I love my wife. No, make no mistake about uh, it. But and I want to jump into this. So you, um, you do work with uh, a lot of children that you know, have autism or on the spectrum. Um, you know, we are blessed to work not only with some vendors who employ a lot of people that are on the spectrum, uh, but also local organizations like Choke Construction, uh, who are big supporters of an event called Build Strong, which is uh, Rudy Toms was on our podcast last year. They actually just had their event and have raised hundreds of thousands of dollars um, for, you know, people that have autism and people that are on the spectrum. And I think there's a lot of people now that are starting to realize that just because you're autistic doesn't mean that limits you from what you can achieve in life and what you can do in life. And I think it's really cool to see organizations take that leap and then not mm-hmm. only take that leap, but the case studies around why they're even better employees than people that aren't, you know, and, and all of those certain things. Tell me, because ADHD and autism is different. It's the same at the same time as there's levels of that. Tell us what you do for the, you know, autistic community and how you can, if somebody is dealing with that and they maybe don't have, you know, a counselor, um, how that's a little bit different, not only than ADHD, but but getting those people acclimated into life, prepared yeah. for life, and, and ultimately that they can be successful in anything that they want. Um, and being autistic is not something that can hold them back. Absolutely. So we specialize with kids ages four to 13. So a lot of it is that early intervention type support. And regardless of diagnosis, I think it's so important for parents to recognize the most important goals are actually the ones that the child desires. And I find a lot of times um, in the autistic community, parents will have a focus of, um, I want them to be able to talk with anyone and make all these friends. And I always work with the families on, well, what does your child want? Do they want to be hanging out with all of these people? Or 
they actually already have these two amazing connections and that is fantastic. What would they prefer to work on? Um, so a lot of it is re-education on supporting the families to know how do we help our kid take advantage of their really unique brain um, and to be able to capitalize on all the strengths that go along with it. Um, a lot of people in the community will talk about both autism and ADHD is almost a human brain 2.0. It has the ability to focus in on things that are really passionate and exciting. And we also have to really focus on that. So if your child's um, fixation right now is astronomy, make it happen. Focus in on what can they learn to become the expert in that field. And maybe that interest will last two weeks. Maybe it'll be six years but really focus in on what brings them joy and then how can you equate that to what a parent might call the real world. Um, There's so many ways to connect different situations into different things. If it's they're really focused on astronomy, but they have to write an English paper, would the school allow them to write that English paper on astronomy instead of a book that they will probably never have interest in reading? There's so many ways to be able to help those kids thrive as long as you really listen to what they're trying to tell you. I love that. And on that note, I mean, as a parent of two, a two-year-old and a four-year-old, you know, I'm constantly thinking about how I react in certain circumstances. And I'm a very emotional person, right? So, and I kind of get that from my family and, and you can see that in my kids, right? Like they're a mirror of you. And so it's like, okay, how could I approach something a little bit different than maybe my parents did? Or even if it wasn't different, just how do I approach this certain situation that's happening right now and why is it happening? Um, for my oldest son, 85% of the time, he's the happiest kid in the world. But there are those meltdowns and it's like, okay, I can't get mad at this moment. I need to understand why he's having that moment. Um, and that brings up brings me up to my question is, as parents out there, I think there's a lot of parents that either don't want to say, oh, my kid doesn't have ADHD. Like, there's no way, right? It's almost like they, they think their kid's perfect. They don't need any help. But I think there's a lot of parents also that would be like, you know, what are those warning signs? What are things that I need to be looking for? So what would be your advice to parents with younger kids you know, this, these, these are signs that you need to look for. And, and then when is that point that they need to call you, right? And mm-hmm. say, hey, this is a, if you see this, and I know there's not like an exact, if, if your kid throws a baseball through the window and starts <laughs> screaming, here's my phone number. But, you know, what would you, what would be your advice on that, on that kind of topic? Yeah. So in our world, all behavior is communication. So it's our job as parents to be a detective, to look at what are they trying to communicate? Because sometimes it could be just they're reacting to something they've experienced. Children, especially under the age of six, whatever they have seen, they're going to repeat within 24 hours. So if someone's really angry in the home, your child's going to be really angry imitating that because they're trying to process the experience of something that was bigger than their brain could understand and process in that moment. Um, So what you're really looking for is have these symptoms continued for over six months of time in the ADHD autism world. Um, It's less of a concern if it happens once in a while or less of a concern if it happens right after like starting a new school year and they're struggling in that way. Now, there's other forms of therapy that are designed for all of those things. So just because it's something that is short term doesn't mean that your child won't benefit from therapy. Kind of the believer of 
you know, might as well. If it feels like something is wrong, there's absolutely no reason not to explore it, just to see. Um, but for ADHD kids specifically, what you're really looking for is challenges with transitions and difficulty with um, going with the flow. Um, that might look like in the more traditional sense, a lot of hyperactivity. So if they are on a soccer team and your kid is the one staring at the clouds, um, but they really like soccer, so it's not just that they're bored, um, or they might be a little too aggressive for the situation. That sometimes can be hyperactivity or impulsivity as well. Um, you have the kid that might be like sneaking snacks and it's not a home that restricts food, um, or they're just doing things that feel sneaky and mischievous sometimes is what parents will talk about. Um, but more often than not, a lot of our families will also say they just feel like they're walking on eggshells. They don't feel like they can go out to dinner or take their kid to a playground because they just don't know what is going to happen. A lot of times that's the time that you just want to explore it because it could be something else. It doesn't have to be that ADHD diagnosis. Um, it could be that they're really struggling with something going on at school and it's presenting as some impulsivity and frustration because they're frustrated by school. And it might not be an environment that they can show it because they might not want their friends to see that they're struggling too. Yeah, I love that. Um, and I, I, I think all parents experience this. I mean, I'm in the age group where all my friends have young kids and we're yeah. all just talking about everything that happens. I know there was like a meme that came out that was like, we're, uh, we're trying to go to dinner again tonight. We clearly haven't learned our lesson, right? Like saying yeah. that you're bringing your kids to dinner because every time it's an absolute nightmare. Um, and so we were just kind of laughing at that because we'll have our moments where we take our kids out and it's like, should have just stayed home tonight. You know, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you didn't get enough sleep. If you haven't eaten anything, this is a nightmare. Now I will say this for all parents out there. If you ever have a 25 or 27 year old that's looking at you and they're like, I cannot believe this kid is screaming. Just laugh because they're going to get their, their spoon soon. And then they will completely understand what you're going through. Um, I remember that in my twenties. I'm like, who would bring this screaming child to a restaurant? How rude. Now I'm just like, I don't even care. <laughs> I, I'm here, you know, look yeah. at us. But anyways, um, as far as giving some of the warning signs, that's awesome. And I think parents definitely need to be more aware of that. What's the best way for them to reach out to you? How do they set up an appointment? Can they follow you on social media? I know uh, by browsing through your website, you have a lot of great information mm -hmm. that parents can go on there and read and just kind of get educated about not only what you do, but you know different ways to understand what your child's going through. Yeah, so easiest way to do is going through our website, dandelionfamilycounseling.com. On the right-hand side is contact us, and there is a form that you can fill out with just basic information about what's going on with your kiddo. Um, that lets us know um, what steps that you might be looking into, whether it's social skills group or individual support. Um, and then from there, we personally send a pretty big intake packet to really get to know what is going on because quite oftentimes uh, people might reach out to us, but we're not the perfect fit for them. So we're going to help you get matched with the right fit therapist at a different location. So we use that information to really make sure you're starting in the right spot. Because just because your kid has ADHD or autism, we may or may not be your first step. And that's where we help you kind of navigate 
a lot of that. Um, so you can go on the website. Uh, in our blogs, we have a lot of information for families starting to learn about ADHD and autism. So that can be a really good way to get your fingers wet and learning about what is going on and is this typical or also just quick strategies. If you're not quite ready for diagnosis or treatment yet, there's a lot of information on how to support your kid at home, at school, whatever that environment. And I know this is kind of a question you can't answer because everybody has different insurance, but is this something that, that based on what insurance you might have, that's something that could be covered uh, given the right plan? Yeah, absolutely. We personally do not accept insurance because there are a lot of insurance right. restrictions, especially on parenting support. Insurance does not directly uh, like to pay for parents to get help, um, but a lot of practices do accept insurance. Yeah. Um, majority of insurances do have a mental health component of it, but not all. There are definitely a few that don't. Yeah. And I think that's definitely something that's increasing um, from the mental health thing. A lot of people are talking about that before yeah. it was just like, put your head down, shut up, figure it out. Um, yeah. So that's pretty cool. You guys are located right by South Park Mall, like yep. right off of, um, of Fairview. So a great location for, for anybody uh, in Charlotte. Um, it's been a pleasure to learn a lot. I mean, I have a lot of questions now and now I'm like, I think we need to schedule an appointment and have this conversation. Maybe I have passed my ADHD to my children. Um, we'll start with you. Yeah, we'll start. We'll just, just, you know, I'm not, I'm gonna have to take a couple of weeks off on the podcast and figure this out now. Um, but it's been, it's been really good. Congratulations on, on starting the brand before we kind of let you go. Where do you want this to go? Do you envision taking this to different cities? Is this something that you want to have, you know, as boutique in Charlotte and just stay here or, or kind of what's your vision? of the future uh, of this brand? Yeah, so a few things we're working on. We are working on expanding throughout Charlotte um, to basically be able to create a triangle of services so our families up in Huntersville, Concord don't have to drive an hour to get to us anymore. Um, so we are working on expanding locations to be able to expand those services across. Um, we are also working on creating a national branding to be able to provide parenting support for people outside of North Carolina. Uh, licensure laws do not allow us to work with anyone outside of North Carolina. So South Carolina people have to physically drive to North Carolina if they want supports here, unless um, if the therapist is licensed in North Carolina, which uh, two and a half of us are. Well, I'm in the process of getting licensed there. Um, so we're working on that as well as creating future conferences to be able to give the kids the support. There's all kind of resources for the parents. There's not many for the kids. So that will hopefully be happening in the next two years. I love it. So when's the uh, the future Dandelion um, commercial with Blaine as the voiceover? <laughs> are we gonna are we gonna have a tag team here? Are we seeing this in the future? That's actually quite funny. So yeah. <laughs> that is actually we are working on him doing a voiceover uh, project for our website I actually right now. Yep. I love, it. love it. Yeah, he's well, such a great guy. He is. He yeah. is. Well, this has been great. I you are so passionate about it. I love that you've you know, been able to develop this brand, but now you're continuing to challenge yourself on how else can I help people outside of the state around the country, whether that's through conferences or, or really just as an information center. I think that's amazing. And I think there's a lot of parents and I can speak for myself. Like there's just so many things going on. You just don't know, right? Like, and, and to have a resource that you can reach out to, uh, and have that conversation, especially, you know, maybe somebody says, Hey, my, my son's having, you know, he's just anger all the time. But you realize that it's not ADHD. Mm -hmm. It's not this, but you can point us in the right direction. 
um, I think that's amazing. So again, before I let you go, uh, what's the the phone number or what's the best way for them to reach you? Yeah, best way is actually through the website, okay. danalionfamilycounseling.com. Um, because of the process that we have to make sure families are with the right setup, we actually request everyone to go on the website and oh. look there first instead of calling. Yeah, absolutely. We are. It's 2022. Who calls anybody anyways? You know that I mean? too. <laughs> straight, straight to the source now. Um, but Michelle, this has been uh, amazing. Like we always say, please like, share, comment. Um, go check them out. Check out their website, especially if you have young kids and uh, or if you have friends. You know, if, if, if there's anybody out there that you can spread the word that this exists, there's a lot of people. And I like to tell people you're one conversation away from changing someone's life. And this could be a conversation that could really change not only the parent's life, but the kid's life as well, whether they're yours or not. So if you have good friends out there and if you see something that's a little bit different, maybe mention it to them. It could be something that's pretty, um, pretty life changing. So thank you so much for joining us. It was awesome. Um, now, now we got to wait till your, your kids start their own company and we'll just get the whole trifecta. <laughs> That'll be quite entertaining. <laughs> that would, I'm sure it would. Um, awesome. Well, Michelle, thank you so much. And like I said, please check this out. Um, reach out to me and Scott. If you need any more information, we'll put the links below. And uh, until next time, you have been listening to this episode of the Brand Builders Podcast. been listening to the brand builders podcast brought to you by the dunston group with your host scott dunston and brian young for branded merchandise and apparel that makes first impressions and ones that last check out the dunston group at dunstongroup.com